everyone has a plan. It's, all, it's fine. Yep. There's a plan in the universe. Yep. Um, Kelly's uh, now a part of the Church of Scientology. Hey, you. <laughs> Ooh, you're Thetans. Ooh. Thetans um, be Hatans. You're an SP. <laughs> Sorry to um, SP all over you. <laughs> stop SPing on me. <laughs> Uh, but I don't call me a golden finger. I'm not SPing all over you. <laughs> Hello. Hey. Welcome to Categorical Oracle, the podcast where we open up pop culture's junk drawer and shoot golden bullets through the things <laughs> we deem worthy of our time. Only with our golden guns, though. <sighs> They're really poorly what made. If, Isn't gold super what if soft? What if I have more of like a gold yeah, coin gold is purse? Too soft for that. <laughs> is that okay? It is okay. Yes. Girls, it's fine. It's mm-hmm. great. Um, <laughs> people who have vaginas, it's great. Vulvas, awesome. Have um, you heard of diamonds? Oh. They'll make. They'll give you great pleasure, apparently. No, and they last don't forever. Don't take sexual health advice from Shirley Bassey. <laughs> I'm Mary Johnston. And with me is, I'm pointing at you, Kelly. Kelly Condity. Oh, nope. oh, the, oh, the trend continues. She's coming out. Yep. Um that's because I have a new job now. So I'm like, yeah. I'm sure. uh, and Andrew Crawford. <laughs> I had you going. I had you going. <laughs> I mean, if James Bond can literally tell every everybody he meets his name, and he's a spy, we can be forthcoming with our last it's names. True. It's true. How did did none of us think to introduce ourselves ah, that way? What is wrong with it. all of us? Would you like a, would you you know, like honestly, a second? Honestly, Two episodes. It's overdone. <laughs> no, it's Oracle. Never. Categorical. It's, Oracle. Um, I think because it's like very dorky. (laughs) (laughs) To do with one's own name. But I like I I appreciate what you're putting down. Um, you're of Uh, course because you pressed the button, you know what you're listening to, you know what you're getting yourself into. And if you didn't listen to part one but you're only listening to part two, you're a weirdo, but I like you. (laughs) Hey, what if they got put into a weird Spotify shuffle? Yeah, it's true. Welcome. Welcome. Yeah. If you're a weirdo or or a normo or just a, 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 a victim of circumstantio. If you've just listened to the first 10 Beanie Babies and you're here now, great. Yeah. Hop around. We got some great episodes. Uh, conspiracy Theories. Love that one. Power Rangers Knockoffs. Also great. Andrew's uh, just naming Pure Moods. Episodes. Pure Moods was a jam. <laughs> yeah. I, you know. Andrew, name one other episode um, that's not Famous yet. Kelly's. Fictional, uh, fictional Kelly's. Uh-huh. Uh, God, now we haven't followed we really up with need that, to, so now yeah. I seem really narcissistic. <laughs> As opposed to me, who's just listening to his own episodes like a maniac. <laughs> I'm the only reasonable person here. Um, untrue. Oh. Um, <laughs> I'm the least reasonable person here. Ah, wild card. Ah. Um, <laughs> this is part two of the James Bond t- uh, title theme song. Uh, episodes we did we covered uh, everything from Shirley Bassey up through Rita Coolidge. <laughs> Shirley Bassey and Shirley Bassey and also Shirley Bassey. <laughs> yeah, and a few others like I don't know Paul McCartney or whatever. Don't forget Lulu and Wings and Wings and Lulu. Re- oh man, you know what I forgot to talk about that book that used to be at the library, Anatomy of a Rock Band featuring Wings. Oh my gosh, I wish you had stolen that. <laughs> my my greatest regret is not stealing that book. That's yeah, amazing. That's like the and if you're listening from that library that I used to work. At. Sorry, and steal that book. From Please steal this book. Um, so now, now we're in. Uh, we're taking on uh, the '80s uh, up till now, like a 
rock station you would feel comfortable listening to in your car <laughs> with literally any human being alive. Um, this, these episodes are dedicated to my dear mother, who introduced me to James Bond at a tender age, and uh, the music of James Bond even more so, and created a lifelong fascination, which now I'm making you guys participate in. Um, speaking of making someone coming up coming at someone real hot with something <laughs> let's get right into a view to a kill by duran duran i, I actually mean i thought you mean duran 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 <laughs> <laughs> i don't mean that So for, so for those of you who didn't listen to part one, which is apparently a substantial part of the population, um, this, Allegedly. Is, this, is, this, is a, this Allegedly. is a hell of a pivot. Um, this song rules. We are in the late 80s, mid 80s. We are the year I was born. This song. The year You're of your welcome. Uh, this song rules. Um, so hard. Also, so also, I had to catch my breath because it's absolutely impossible to listen to this song and not dance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To like um, kind of very jerky but kind of angular shoulder shuffles and then like a little yeah, bit of a the way you dance like, yeah. music. Did you yeah. did you break out your roller skates? Mm. Do a lap They're actually right around the corner. We could go pull them out if we needed to. Right, but it'd be I hard could. to record since you, you pretend know. like I don't know that. I know. <laughs> we have um we have one of the but my headphones are attached to one of those like old school phone cords, so probably mm-hmm. I could get fairly far. Yeah, true. Um but the mic is the problem. Kelly. Yes. What is a view to a kill about? <laughs> Before you go into that, though, uh, let's, let's, let's oh, remind our listeners. Let's remind, yes, go ahead. Um, Kelly has never seen a James Bond movie, so this is going to be fun. It's kind of like the dollop, oh. only much more low rent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a view to a kill is uh, what you watch when, <laughs> when you want to... Uh, when you want to murder, is, is, are you saying are you saying that a view to a kill is a snuff film, Kelly? A, a view to a kill is a Trump press conference. A view to a kill. Oh. Oh. It's not that. I will tell you what oh, it's about. That's shocking. I can't believe that's not uh, what happened. What it okay. is? This is Bond. It's still. Hold on. Let me let me check my let me check my swing on this. I think it's still Roger Moore. It's definitely Roger oh, Moore. Oh, hell yeah, it's Roger Moore. I do appreciate that we have become Morning Zoo show where you're like, Kelly, explain this thing to me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, we're, gonna call it, we're gonna call in and see, what, see if Uncle Johnny can explain I don't know, something the youth like. That's that's a, that's a Morning Zoo <laughs> thing, right? Kelly, explain a pop song Kelly to us. The youth. <laughs> um, Bond, who in this case is still Roger Moore. Thank you. Um, <laughs> is sent to investigate a security leak at the high-tech Zorn Industries. <laughs> there, he discovers a hotbed of murder and deception. The company's mysterious owner, Max Zorn, played by Christopher Walken, has, with, oh. with it bleached hair, has devised a plan to corner the world's microchip market. <laughs> and even if he has to kill millions of people to do it. Yeah, he's sort of like uh, Elon Musk. Hey. <laughs> but before Bond can stop Zorn, he must confront the madman's beautiful and deadly companion, May 
Day. Those are two <laughs> words. <laughs> who is played by Grace Jones. <laughs> also two words. Shut up. Oh, yeah. No way, really. So, so Kelly, you might be thinking that I'm... <laughs> I'm not done yet. Oh, with the help of the gorgeous Stacy, who is not a person that you will recognize the name of, uh, Bond will launch an all-out assault on Zorn's deadly scheme, climaxing in a spine-tingling duel of the, in, on the upper spans of the Golden Gate Bridge. That's what a view to a kill is about. Oh. Mm. How lovely it is to look at the view from the Golden Gate Bridge. A lot of people well, just say like, off the Golden Gate Bridge. Hey, we're, just, <laughs> we're like, coming in like a really on a low note, you know, death-wise. I mean, it is the <laughs> so, 80s. It is the 80s. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what were you going to say, Andrew? Oh, um, so in the last episode, we learned that we were robbed of theme songs uh, performed by Kate Bush and Blondie. I don't have any evidence that anyone ever thought to ask Chris Jones to sing this song. Fools. But also, like, how Fools. dare they not? All how of them. dare they not? You know, Pee Wee Herman on his masterfully homoerotic children's Christmas special had the sense to bring Grace Jones in. You can listen. You can learn more about that in our uh, Christmas episode from two years ago. Uh, <laughs> but they didn't. They didn't how do you it. You know that exact date. I have no idea how. Many oh, I'm just guessing. Not not the <laughs> most recent one. Um, okay. But yeah, like that. Wouldn't that have been just amazing? I'm, I mean, this is this is. Don't get me wrong. I love the song. It's a jam. But what shtick do you think Grace Jones would be doing while singing a oh James Bond song? She's not hula hooping, but she's like throwing knives. Or oh something. my god! <laughs> yeah, she is great in this. Uh, yeah. I I do have pretty good memories of what a view yeah. to a kill is about because it's um, it's kind of of course it's hilarious because it's about like Silicon Valley, but through like a like a dinosaur old man's interpretation <laughs> of such. It's like all the computer microchips. If you can only make one microchip, like the the, the central plot is that Max Zorn has like a microchip that can survive being nuked, and so he's going to nuke everyone. <laughs> so everyone has to use his unnukable microchip. <laughs> Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, because yeah. he's gonna he's gonna like use, he's gonna open the fault line, the San Andreas fault, and flood flood um, Silicon yes. Valley, thus destroying computer manufacturing. Despite the fact that computers are not actually manufactured there, but rather usually in. China. How are these movies? This is ridiculous. Oh, yeah. How is this a I movie? I mean, like, here's the thing, Kelly. It's See, even more ridiculous than what you're thinking. It's going to be. Like, how much money did this oh, movie make? This is tons. stupid. Oh, tons. But you kind of understand. To be honest, if it was like. James Bond, like if James Bond was Gorky Park, no one would watch it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like they're sir, it's by, it's not featured, not a bug. Like they're supposed to be redonk. Um, and this one is definitely redonk, and I like it. Yeah, this is again why I'll say it again. Um, Roger Moore was the best Bond because he like these movies are like they're not good, but they are weird and fun for the most part. There's some stinkers. I think again, I don't know the plot. Yeah, of no, some of them are one boring, of them, and some of them have weird, like horrible stuff that happens in them. But Lots don't of them do. don't you want to see Grace Jones kick like sixty year old Roger Moore's ass? That's an on, amazing. This might on, be my on this the might Golden be my Gate first, Bridge. On, my first okay, Bond. this is a great starting point. Also, <laughs> if you recall, Andrew, this is the one where Grace Jones kicks Roger Moore's butt. While oh. clambering around on the Eiffel Tower, and then jumps off of the Eiffel Tower with <laughs> oh. a parachute. Yeah. Yes, and while while cause... killing somebody during a butterfly show in a restaurant on the Eiffel Tower, which doesn't exist. Yes. Yes. It's amazing. All of those things happen. It's it's like you can't make that up. It's brilliant. Um, you can terrible. watch all of this on Pluto TV too. It's free. oh yeah, they have like a looping James Bond channel. I might be talking myself <laughs> into watching some James Bond. 
Yeah. Um, what are you talking about? You've already been watching it. It's this whole time. Yeah. Boo, 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 boo. But it's the end of The Shining, except it's about James Bond <laughs> and very low stakes. <laughs> One thing I do want to point out. So I've already made the joke, Duran, 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 uh, which is not really a joke, but just you know a reference. Um, the music video for this song um, has a, basically it ends with singer Simon LeBon from Duran Duran literally going Bon Simon Laban and that's okay deeply embarrassing that's it's it's the one thing I'm like it doesn't ruin the song because you can't it's too good but like he's, it does leave a bit of a weird he is legitimately <laughs> a huge James Bond fan uh when he made his first like when he considered himself an official rock star his first purchase was an Aston Martin oh so he loves and he also used to brag about his James Bond VHS collection <laughs> ooh la la <laughs> I do. Love, I wish it was laser discs, but uh, what can we doesn't, do? He does too. Um, yeah. But I do. That's another regret: not stealing the the uh, original Star Wars. Oh, those are actually discs. like very I valuable. This they were for a while. I'm sure um, sh- sh- you still can. Uh, apparently, Altoid Sours, <laughs> which went out of, which were like stopped being manufactured in the mid aughties, uh, are selling for thousands of dollars right now on Stop. eBay. Yeah, <laughs> and those things were like glued together when they were fresh. Can you imagine what they're like <laughs> now? It's like the amber from Jurassic Park. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I have another fun fact about the band Duran Duran and the origin of this song. So again, if you uh, the last episode, the last song we listened to was uh, "All Time High" by Ruta Coolidge, which was not very exciting or good. Good. Um, this song is obviously a massive change. The reason this song exists is because apparently. The uh, bass player from Duran Duran, while drunk at a an event or a, a drunk somewhere in public, uh, saw was also a huge at a James party Bond, at a party, party. Uh, was also a huge fan of James Bond and saw uh, James Bond producer Alfred Cubby Broccoli, real name, <laughs> uh, well nickname, but, but you know Cubby, um, but Cubby, the broccoli and the Alfred broccoli is, real. is real. Yeah, yeah. Alfred Broccoli. Affectionately known as Cubby, uh, went up to Cubby while he was drunk and said, "When are you going to get someone decent to do one of your theme songs?" Which <laughs> let, is bold as brass. Let the record show. And when you see the list of people who have done this, and no, still, like we got like Tina Turner coming up. Yeah, so yeah. no, that's still crazy. Uh, but like, but this is that's in the future. In the past, we have um, such hacks as Paul McCartney, <laughs> Louis <Yeah>. Armstrong, <laughs> Nancy Carly, Sinatra, Nancy Sinatra, Carly Simon. Like, what are you? Lulu Christ? <laughs> ah, who can forget? Again. Who can Lou. forget? Lou, Lou. <laughs> um, I'm just saying, like this. That's very bold. Yeah, very bold, sir. And I like to believe that they, they then deprived Grace Jones of an opportunity, which is criminal. Yeah, it really is. I, I mean. this is one of my favorite um, title sequences. I'm not sure if you guys watched it. It's uh, it's like pretty standard. It doesn't break the mold. Like most title Bond title sequences, for your information, Kelly, are um, sexy women. Um, I know the gun, the gun sight thing. Yeah, and the gun and, and the yeah, and then like then the song starts and. Uh, in this one, it's it's very much like how it's been, except all the women are wearing f- have fluorescent nail polish, lips, and headbands. Oh my god! I did see this one. It was so it's good. Cool. I loved it's it. It's cool. Yeah. Um, and and like a sort of like it's, I was like, welcome to the yeah. 80s. It's like it's fun, but it's the eighties, but it's still Roger Moore, so it's weird. <laughs> like, <laughs> Excellent. Um, keeping in mind that it's the eighties, and I recently revisited uh, the Jamie Lee Curtis Tour de Force. Perfect. Also, John Travolta is in it. Mm-hmm. Also, John Travolta does jazzercise while wearing very small shorts. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's weird. Yeah. 
It's not as sexy as you think. I can't believe believe you never texted me back about Cher's workout video. I did. I told you it was amazing. Oh. I did. I didn't see that. sorry. Okay. No. Mm. So I think that this sounds um, like something that you would aerobicize to. So I called it a gym gym rat jock jam. Like, (laughs) if you go to the gym enough... (laughs) And you work out to this enough, eventually one day you're going to be like making stir fry in your house in your walk because it's the 80s. And you're going to be like, view to a dance to the fire. It's like going to get stuck in your head because you've danced to it in a, in a group class workout situation. The fire, as it were. Yeah. Can I can I update it for the for the kids listening? <laughs> it's like Kate, it's, are you, it's like when you hear a TikTok song, <laughs> Kelly, and you're Kelly, like, are you sitting on your chair backwards? <laughs> it's yes. like a chair that's as backwards as your baseball cap. Oh, uh, she's swish, <laughs> nailed it. Anywho, yeah. Uh, <laughs> TikTok songs. Uh. What? Oh, you're saying this is like a t- this is like a TikTok. Oh, it's song? like a TikTok song. Uh, like uh, now, I can't think of a single TikTok. I'm song. not of TikTok, so I can't help you. She's dancing like a stripper. No. <laughs> yeah, Did you just make that up? That is one. <laughs> no. Am I that old? <laughs> the I'm a bad boy. <laughs> I, I did a hand motion that I know you guys don't. don't let's see. take a let's There's take a, a famously visual medium like Vine and TikTok, and then perform it as if it's a radio drama. Um, and now, y'all give me yeah. your categories. Uh, this song slaps, mm-hmm. so it's a banger. Banger. This is also a good. But it could also be slaps. This is also an interesting thing. So you are bringing over. Your categories from the list. I used all of them. Yeah. I uh, They used them all interchangeably. As did I. Mm. Which you'll see in a second when I tell you that my category was uh, James Unbound. Because this is a song that... This was... this is a, That was a challenge for me. Because this one is explicitly... Like, it's definitely like a James Bond theme song. But it's so good that it sort of ex- escapes that in its own way. Like, the other ones that fell in this category are like Live and Let Die. Like, you're kind of like, this is a James Bond song. This is obviously one. But I think it's so good it deserves to be acknowledged in its own right. Uh, it kind of like... It's kind of akin... It's not as good as this. But it's kind of akin to uh, Prince's soundtrack to Batman. Where you're like, this is definitely a Batman soundtrack. But it's... Fucking awesome. Okay. <laughs> like, God, that Batman soundtrack. Bat oh, it's so good. It's so good. Uh, yeah, so James, James Unbound. Okay. I think it's you, Andrew. You, oh. you've, you've, I think so, thank too. Thank you. I, I, maybe I have Stockholm Syndrome because I've, I've, I've heard this enough times, but I, I think it's right. It feels right to oh, me. Go with it. Right. Yeah. All right. It's still the 80s, and we are going to listen to some AHA with <laughs> Living Daylights. <laughs> I know that these songs are originally intended to be listened to like one after the other, but like, what a bummer <laughs> coming from coming from a view to a kill. Because it's clear that they're trying to kind of recapture that magic. This is literally this is the '80s version of going from Gold Knight to Thunderball, except that unlike that, <laughs> the second song is not more exciting than the first song. You think Thunderball is more exciting than Gold Knight? Mo- well, mm, 
It's more, again, it's the drunker version of Goldeneye. I think it's, I mean, no, 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 set the bar higher. I think that View to a Kill belongs, this is very controversial because I don't (laughs) think many people think that it's that good, but I think that it belongs in a similar category as Nobody Does It Better. Mm. Live and let die. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the, it's very good. And then this is this is Rita Coolidge. <laughs> like it's just <laughs> like you're like uh, I mean. This uh, is Sheena Easton. I think you mean it's kind of well. No, it's Rita Coolidge. It's like mm. yeah. Um, to be fair, how you guys are feeling right now is how I feel about every single Aha song <laughs> that does not take me. Take on me. <laughs> I mean, yeah, take on yeah. me. Yes. Take on me. Well, yeah. No, there's a reason it's the only one that ever gets played. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, it's just kind of a bummer. Um, but you know who else was really bummed out while doing this? Aha. Uh-huh. Oh, no. Uh-huh. They have precious few happy memories when working with John Barry on this song. John Barry's <laughs> still in the mix, guys. Um, Good. Uh, the lead vocalist, Morton Harkett, I think is how you sure. say it. Uh, says he was not an easy guy to like, quite honestly. He was very strange that he started to befriend us by talking bad about Duran Duran. (laughs) He made some derogatory (laughs) comments about them and what they were doing, and that didn't sit well with any of us. Uh Aha, like, formed, like, an 80s band. (laughs) Like, like linked arms solidarity, like, how dare you? Um, Then he added, then he made derogatory comments about women. Wait, person involved in Bond films (laughs) is a little bit misogynistic? Crazy. Crotch my pearls. (laughs) And it was uncalled for. I'm sure this was very uncomfortable. Then, uh, and then he finishes up by saying there are people who, of course, know him and like him in a very different way. And that's fine. But he did not go down well with us. So what did John Barry do after AHA said this, these things about them? Well, he popped off in a couple of magazines and was like, yeah, it was like working with Hitler Youth. Holy shit. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. What? Why? I don't. I don't know. I tried to find the actual. He did it in like at least two different magazines. I tried to find very hard. I looked very hard, guys. I tried to find it so I could like read it because they must have been like, I'm sorry, what? What? Like details, details. I don't know very much, I guess, about Aha. It's possible that there. It's like um, an ace of base situation. (laughs) I don't know. Um, wow. But um, I know that, I, I suspect what he means is that they were very strict and demanding. And probably blonde. <laughs> well, Scandinavians. So. I mean, AHA basically tried to, like, cut him out of the creative process. Um, just like the Hitler Youth. Just like a Hitler Youth would. <laughs> oh, my God. It's very wild. That's a that's a take on it, I suppose. It's a take on me. <laughs> Any. That is a, that's a hot take. A hot take, a hot on, take me. on me. Um, oh, Christ. It must be. Admi- I'm still processing that. I'm sorry. That's like. It must be admitted. Well, that's good because there's not much else to process about okay, this. Good. Because it must be said that this song doesn't make a lick of sense. No. And is lyrically nonsense. Well, I mean, that's because they're Norwegian. Well, also, like, I don't think this is an ABBA situation. I'm pretty sure <laughs> can speak English I, and aren't I, just I, singing <laughs> singing things that are gobbledygook as far as they're It's aha, uh-huh, not ABBA. Am I right? Uh, <laughs> high five. High five. High five. Um, um, I do love the idea of just like naming. This is the point in the list where I realized like it finally dawned on me how like absurd the James Bond movie titles are. 
Because like yeah, obviously th- that's a known thing. This this, this is, is the this point. is what but did I was it like, for you. I mean, octopusy. Well, that's not fine. that's not totally that's like excellent. ridiculous. But it's not like because this this feels like you're just phoning it in. You're like the living daylights. It's like might as well be like this is the James Bond movie. Uh, dime a dozen or beat around the bush or like other idioms. You're just like okay, cool. Uh, my <laughs> thing is. It seems to me like they think the living daylights are headlights, which is funny to me. Hey, this is some lyric. This is how it starts. Hey, driver, where we're going? I swear my nerves are showing. Hope your hope, set your hopes up too high. Living in the way we die. Come the morning and the headlights fade away. Thousand, hundred thousand people. I'm the one they blame. What is going on? Are you okay? I've, <laughs> I'm not sure I've been waiting words. so long for one of us to say, save the darkness, never let it fade away in the living daylights. That doesn't make sense. I mean, like, okay, no. so I... I <sighs> like, in, in a way that is... I will suspend disbelief. I understand they have to insert the term the living daylights, <laughs> probably contractually obligated to use the phrase the living daylights. It's fine. I was fine with Moonraker. <laughs> yeah. Just like that. That's like that's like cut copy weird poet, like free association poetry. <laughs> what are you talking about? I, I hate to be the one to say this, but maybe John Barry should have had more of a role. <laughs> Um, no. John Barry had plenty of a role, yeah. but uh, yeah, I think that this is this feels a little tortured, and I suspect that it's because of the creative process. Yeah, and also because apparently um, he's a misogynist and a Hitler youth. <laughs> also, Sina, wasn't this like the first Timothy Dalton James Bond movie? Also, there were only two Timothy Dalton James Bond movies. What? Yeah, That's I much weird. prefer him in comedic roles anyway. Oh yeah, he's hilarious, um, and not. Scary. Also, I like handsome, the way the devil is. <laughs> like, he's handsome, but he he's a little devil. I don't know. <laughs> if Timothy Dalton's career, like Timothy Dalton, could either be a sinister actor or a magician, those are the choices. You can't. Can you imagine if he was like? coming out to your house to service your radiator, you'd be like, no. Uh-uh. Oh, no. No, I'm sorry, you can't. You're like, this is some sort of Faustian bargain. I'm not letting you in my house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, for free, eh? Well, there is a price. <laughs> um, so Timothy Dalton, of course, also ushers in uh, the violent bonds, which is funny because like all... like. All of them are so violent, but yeah. more violent bonds. Like more the violent. fun is now dead. It's been like it was licensed. Timothy Dalton, Timothy Dalton was licensed to kill the good times. Yeah. Of Roger Moore era. Um, Bond. If I have seen the Living Daylights, if I recall correctly, it is about KGB spies and bombs. <laughs> <laughs> Seems about right. For I mean, the like 80s. I yep. can't fault you. That's probably true. Yeah, that's I, basically I, all I remember. And um. And there's also like a cellist in it. She might be the Bond. Oh girl. yeah, yeah. I do know the one of the Timothy Dalton ones involves a drug lord and a guy being put in a pressure tank and exploding. That's all I remember from the movie. Must be the next one. Where I think the it's guy the next explodes. one. Explodes. License to Kill. I think is where that happens. Mm. Um, categories. Kelly, lay one on us. Uh, this is a nerd raping a woman. <laughs> Okay. And it's the love story. This is a product of its time. That's true. Revenge, which, to refresh our viewers, our viewers, listeners, is a reference to Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah. Which that actually happens. That, act- that actually <laughs> happened. Literally happens. Uh, um, I think that this is a classic case 
of you've written a dumb song. But you want people to take you seriously, very seriously. So you do the old cover the dope with some mope. And people don't notice that it's dumb because it seems bleeding and mournful. And they feel uncomfortable being like, wait, this is dumb because you sound sad. Cover the dope with some mope is my category. Fair. Um, this this is a bit of a stretch because Timothy Dalton was in two James Bond movies, not one. But I went, I revived Lazen B. Lister in reference to George Lazenby, the only one-off Bond, and the B-list song that was associated with. This is a similar level of song. For whatever reason, I feel like Kelly's category encapsulates both the concept yeah. of Hitler Youth and misogyny. <laughs> so I feel like it's her. Yeah, go for it. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm bowing. All right. On onward and upward. Gladys Knight, take us home with your power ballad. Places <laughs> oh to kill. Riding that midnight train to gorge, yeah. <laughs> I. That's very good. Thank you, thank you. I'm I, really excited to break that out. <laughs> I. This song takes me immediately back. Not this song in particular, but the way the song sounds and the what this song represents takes me back to being probably like seven years old <laughs> and thinking and hearing um, like grown sexy versions of Christmas songs <laughs> and thinking to myself when I go to adult parties when I'm an adult they're going to be Andy's mints and this is the sign of music they're going to play <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh, <laughs> I don't know how I can dive that that's what this song sounds like to oh, me it so sounds true. like eating an Andy's mint and being at a very grown up and very oh, yes. sexy party and probably wearing like a black shift dress <laughs> I've got a license to kill anyone who tries to tear us apart oh yeah and then saying I, uh, I've got a license to kill like eight times in a row I have <clears> the <throat> lyrics here for that particular uh, wonderful Laid part on me I've got a license to kill and you know I'm going straight for your heart I've got a license to kill anyone who tries to tear us apart Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> that I mean, to that that bit elevates the song to a level of romance that isn't there without it. Otherwise, it's just literally her saying, "I got a license to kill over and over and over and over again." And that really it brings it brings some heart to this song. I think. Maybe it what it really forces the listener to confront is that maybe James Bond should date psychopaths because <laughs> he himself is sort of a psychopath, and that's maybe maybe it's like the second season of You. Maybe that's just what makes sense. <laughs> Um, this, this so I know that apparently the uh, Lulu song about the man with the golden gun was considered by some to be the worst James Bond theme song. I have to say this is probably actually the worst James Bond theme song because here's how? why: because it is not <laughs> every other theme song on this list. They're fighting. Has been. Guys. It's like what mom and dad does. has been like legitimately kind of iconic in its own right. Right? Like this is just so generic. 
It's it beneath, does sound like elevator it is, music. Yeah, it, it is beneath Gladys Knight. It is beneath Knight. the Gladys Knight. It is beneath the James Bond theme songs. It is a low point, I think. I would rather listen to this song than the last four songs on this <laughs> I list. mean, that's that's fair. Those are... This is just... Like, but, like nine times... Like, ten times out of ten, I would reach for this song. But here's the thing. I think at least they're trying. And that leads me into my category, <laughs> if, I, if I may. If I may. Um, my category for this is... Cigarette case that's actually a phone ing it in. Oh, that's pretty funny. <laughs> thank you, thank you. His bow tie is really a camera. What if Simon and Garfunkel did a James uh, Bond theme? That would be great. I mean, I, I put them behind Kate Bush. Um, yeah. And Blondie. They are not suited. Like, no, what would no, that no, be? No. Um, they'd be like, I'm just a boy on the edge of adventure, but I'm James <laughs> Bond. That's like what all of their songs are about. Um... Uh, parsley sage, I... parsley sage, Romarian dying. <laughs> very nice, very nice. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, yes, I'm just a very uncovert, under <laughs> undercover spy, and my story's sad to tell. Do, do, do. Um, and in the music video, they're trying to peek over bushes, but their hair is so much bigger. <laughs> that I can see it for so much longer. Yeah, probably. Uh... Um, I disagree with you, Andrew, because the level of menace that she brings to the lyrics in this song border on parody and are hilarious and force me to arrive at the category, girl, are you okay? (laughs) I don't think she is. I'm worried. I'm worried about Gladys in this. Does Gladys need somebody to fan kick open a bathroom? <laughs> I think that Gladys has... Gold finger! <laughs> I think that Gladys has crossed a line. I think it's fair to say that, and I'm worried about her, and I'm worried about the safety of people in her life. I think that Shirley Bassey crossed the line, then kicked open the door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Callback. Uh, yeah, or maybe this is her response to that. She's like, you know what? I love Goldfinger, and I got a license to kill, and I'm going straight for your heart. Whoa. <laughs> Shit. Whoa. <laughs> Girl, are you okay? I'm just a shouty lady doing cocaine in a bathroom singing about my ex-boyfriend. You don't need to stab me in the heart. <laughs> yeah. It's not cool. In the heart. Uh, could somebody hand me a trowel? Because she's laying it on real thick. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Yeah. All of these All of these are good. I'm going to stump for mine, because it's kind of fun. <laughs> What is yours again? Remind a me. cigarette case that's actually a phoning it in. I don't think. She, are, yeah. Do you use it elsewhere? I live yeah. that yeah, yeah, category. Yeah, yeah. I really don't think she's. I mean, she kind of is phoning it in. It's memorable. It is. It which is. The there one. are other ones that aren't. It, of all of these, of all of these goddamn songs, it's the one that's been in my head for a week now. I was gonna say you and like, I have been singing "License to Kill" while sitting at our desks <laughs> for days. It's yeah. How is it's, that phoning it's it in? It's been a really good companion in quarantine to have that song in your head. Yeah. I got a yeah. I feel like I'm Kelly is a good <laughs> medium place between our two categories. Mm, that's fair. That's fair. It's not a bad thing to lay it on. No, 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 no. no. and it definitely is true about and she this song. She is laying it on thick, <laughs> um, and what she's laying on thick is a level, a layer of dirt in a shallow grave. Because <laughs> 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 she's a psychopath. Yeah. Um, this song is crazy. Um, I do like that she is the one committing a lot of these songs. Like we get real dark here, and a lot of women <laughs> seem like they're like hurt. This is more like, "Girl, are you okay?" Do you need a little bit of therapy because you might kill people? Mm. Um, which I appreciate. I mm-hmm. like that better than the other way around. Yeah. Um, all right. Moving right along. <laughs> Tina Turner. 
Goldeneye, you've played the video game. Mm -hmm. Now listen to the song. <laughs> See reflections on the water More than darkness in the depths See him surface and never a shadow On the wind I feel his breath Goldeneye, I found his weakness Tina, 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 Tina. Um, this song was written by Bono <laughs> and oh, The Edge. The Edge. Oh, the Edge. You know, <laughs> the Edge, an actual human person, and Bono, also an actual human person. We think. When you said Bono, I was like, no. Then it's like, oh, and The Edge. Oh, yeah. You can hear it. There's a bit of an edge to it. <laughs> you can tell. They did write it specifically. <laughs> there was never any risk that they were going to sing this song. They did know it was for Tina Turner, um, oh, which makes man. it make sense because, like, this is a very Tina Turner song. The yeah. idea of Bono and the Edge singing it, though, is hysterical yeah. to me. But you know there's no, probably a of them singing oh. it to send to her. Oh, of course. There has to be a demo of them singing the song. A, a 100, and, like, kind of polished up. Yeah, 100%. Mm -hmm. Not just them being like, all right, what are we, what are we writing a song about? Okay, Goldeneye. Uh, Goldeneye. Yeah, Goldeneye. Goldeneye. <laughs> Goldeneye. <laughs> Golden, or I, Gold. Golden Eye. <laughs> All right. So I wanted to know if this song was featured in the N64 game, <laughs> Golden yeah. Eye. Uh, I could not find that out. But what I did find out, that in the 2010 remake of Golden Eye, uh, one Nicole Scherzinger from Pussycat Dolls <laughs> covered this song. <laughs> what a goddamn let oh. <laughs> Loosen up my contact lenses, you've got a golden eye. Wow. <laughs> Ugh. Oh, man. So I feel like, so if you were just to take all these songs out of context and someone was like, hey, these are songs about movies that feature one character and you didn't know anything else, you'd be like, okay, so like, Based on what I'm seeing here, it's about a guy who's a spy who fights someone who is made of various sort of metal or precious metal parts, <laughs> like finger, <laughs> eye, into diamonds, has a gun. Is this the same? Is guy? this the same guy? Is this the same? Is this the guy who hurt Shirley Bassey? Golden uh, no, eye real. finger. That's a real question. Gun? I, I do. Th I do think that that tracks. Yeah. Yeah, it that's, has to be the same guy. That's James Bond's nemesis is this gold, this mysterious golden person who hurt Shirley Bassey. <laughs> How, How could, could they? they? How dare? No, she, she moved on to diamonds. She's fine. <laughs> She's fine. She's got diamonds And, and moonraking. <laughs> that established very understandable and widely understood <laughs> activity, moonraking. You know, we need to calm the hell down. <sighs> So this song, to your point, this song is basically a new take on Goldfinger, I think. <laughs> so I came up with the category, a new model, colon, Turner-ing up the bassy, <laughs> the bassy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Um, I went with my tried and true commodities. Yeah, fair. 
<laughs> you know, uh, you, how a... much are golden eyes <laughs> going for <laughs> these days on eBay? Uh, it got two of them. Yeah. Uh, you know, again, I do think we're missing out on the movie Pork Belly Eye. <laughs> That's <laughs> go, a f- go. orange juice eye. <laughs> orange juice eye. Um, the, uh, uh. A golden eye would be such a posh glass eye. <laughs> <laughs> Well, gold's antimicrobial too, right? Or am I making that up? I don't know. I'm not a metallurgist. I think it's silver, strictly. Yeah. It's silver. Gold it's... is very soft, so you might like sometimes pop your eyeball out, and it might like kind of mush. In your oh hand no! Bad. <laughs> Just mush a little oh. bit. <laughs> it's a rough look. Oh. Gross. Um, I called this a one-hand wonder. This has an amazing hook. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That like that the 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 feline portion where it's like we yes. can like see the little Mickey Mouse be- feet being like. Yeah, I'm stu- I'm stumping for mine. I think Come that's on. fair. Come that's on. fair. Come on. Come yes, on. I made a I made a I made a, jo- a funny out of there. It was last an excellent names. pun. It's fine. Mm-hmm. A little bit of a funny. You can have it. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, that's a. Even though I do think this has the best. Hope. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I agree. Um, speaking of <laughs> hooks, <laughs> <laughs> I. <laughs> This is another song that I was like, <laughs> this song exists. We got uh, what? We got uh, Tomorrow Never Dies by Sheryl Crow. I don't think he's a good guy, Cheryl. <laughs> I don't like this guy for you, Cheryl. Fan kick. <laughs> there is one person that would be able to carry off, not necessarily this song, but this type of song. And that person did record a song. Shirley Bassey. <laughs> no, no, no. Shirley Bassey's fan kicking. She's not putting up with any mess. Do you ever hope to be the woman to fan kick a door open at Mad Planet? I'm yeah, assuming. I do. I mean, it's like a small, but I can't force it. Like, I can't just like you know, it's got to feel. Yeah, gotta you got to wait. Yeah. Another song, also entitled "Tomorrow Never Dies," but with different lyrics and sort of, different theme, but still sort of mournful and uh, introspective, was written <laughs> and then performed by Katie Lang. Oh man, oh. what? <sighs> Robbed and then. Oh. And then Cheryl Crow did this, and that became the official theme. And now Katie Lang's song this. was relegated to the end credits and renamed Surrender. Hmm. But the um, composer who was working with Katie Lang and like thought it was a better song um, kind of tucked little pieces of the melody of Surrender throughout uh, the score of the film. So she has like a little oh. bit more recognition, which is That's cool. That's awesome, yeah. But like when I hear this, I mean, like the song, I've listened to the song that Katie Lang, I've listened to Surrender, and it is quite. Tone, like it has a similar tone but a different um, theme like the lyrics are quite different but when I hear the song I'm like oh yeah this is like a Katie Lang's like kind of like being sad and like kind of like heartbroken and feeling used like that's stuff that she really can carry mm-hmm. off and it just sounds so 
I feel so bad. I mean, like... <laughs> it makes me feel ick on the I, inside. I don't want to look like I'm talking shit about Cheryl Crow. I'm not. No. But who is like... You know who should do the All she wants to do is have some fun. Exactly. Uh, Who was like, you know what? Cheryl Crow's going to do this. Like, it's just not even, uh, because it's not even like, it's not even upon par with like my perennial favorite Lulu or or like Rita Coolidge. It's just kind of like this this person who was popular had a very clear shtick. Actually, I don't know what Rita Coolidge is or Lulu's shtick was. It doesn't sound like a Cheryl Crow song to me. I don't think it necessarily sounds fundamentally terrible. It's just, it just, it's just thin and like it's weedy and. And the lyrics are. Revolting. Yeah. Um, you know who also wrote a song uh, called Tomorrow Never Dies, which I don't think Everybody, you, can, apparently. you can find? Uh, the Cardigans. Oh, huh. Oh. James Bond song, but that's too strong. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da is what I pretend it is. Um, yes. Yeah, so like I feel like they had fun options and they, they chose this one. There just a number is... of existing songs called Tomorrow Never Dies. They're like, no, Cher- it's Cheryl's turn. Cheryl? <laughs> fair, Cheryl. Cheryl's, Cheryl's lyrics are literally, darling, you've won. It's no fun. Martinis, girls, and guns. <laughs> it's murder on our love affair. It's, <laughs> I mean, it's like, hard to start a song speaking, with... Oh, no, it, it's hard to... St- and then it ends with, you're not the only spy out there. Like, she's going to go and find another spy. She's going to go find double... I don't think she is, because she starts the song by saying, Darling, I'm killed. Darling, I'm killed. I'm in a puddle on the floor. Blood. Blood. Or just, you know, puddle. She's like, a cuddle puddle. (laughs) No, it is not a cuddle puddle. There is nothing cuddly about the song. The song is upsetting, and I gave it a girl, are you okay? (laughs) (laughs) I'm really worried about Cheryl. Girl. I, I don't like this yeah. guy for you, Cheryl. I think for me, what I went with a, is even more reinforced by the Katie Lang story, which I did not know, uh, which is that this is a Laz and B lister. This is the epitome of a Laz and B lister song. It's just like, okay, yeah, that's a James Bond theme song, but it's just not it's not it's not very good, is it? <laughs> it's pretty bad. Pretty bad. Pretty bad. Mm. Um, I called this a making a bet with your stepsister about fucking the principal's daughter, and if you win, then you get to fuck your stepsister. <laughs> product of its time. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> it is a product of its time. It's of the 90s. What was that movie again? <laughs> uh, cruel Intentions. Yeah, oh, yeah, cause, yeah. Oh, my God. This is the Cruel Intentions of... Well, I, I would want... I like Cruel... If I'm in a hotel and Cruel Intentions is on the TV, I'm going to watch it. But <laughs> I'm, I'm going to watch it, but it's fucked up. Oh, yeah. I love that category. That's. I feel like it almost gives this too much camp credit because mm. that's like really what <laughs> is going on in Cruel Intentions. It's pure camp. Pure camp. But it's a better category than Andrew or mine in general. So I feel. I think we weird. can celebrate. It's a product I of think... its time. You know what? Let's let Katie Lang win. Yeah. Let's give it to Katie the best language. category, even if it's not perfect for what the misogynist running James Just Bond it's had too in good mind. For what it is, yes, 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 yes. Thank you. I suppose I'll be Katie Lake. Yes. Thank you. That's a that's a that's lovely great, thing yeah. to be. That's, I'm, it's not, I'm just saying it's bad. I'm just saying I'm Katie Lang. Yeah, fair. Yeah. What do you want, the world, Kelly? Because it's not enough. Hey, <laughs> it's not and enough. That's what's next. By garbage. <laughs> No.
world's not enough. So this is unique in that this is from the viewpoint of the villain, which I don't think we've actually had yet. We've had songs about villains, but this is explicitly from the viewpoint of the villain of this film. Um, and it was kind of chose. It was done that way because uh, Shirley Manson, who is the lead singer of Garbage and the rest of the Garbages, <laughs> decided that <laughs> Shirley and the Garbages and the Garbages, yes, um, kind of like took Dave, David Arnold is back um, from the um, shit show from above. Um, <laughs> they they got the song. Um, and they tweaked it and tried to make it uh, more empowering for the, the female singers. Hmm. So I think that's really cool. Yeah. Kelly, what is The World Is Not Enough About? <laughs> uh, it is a song about Saturn. <laughs> uh, Saturn is like serenading uh, their their girlfriend Venus after they cheated on them with Earth. <laughs> like it. Like it. And James Bond is just flying around on Moonraker. Yes, James James Bond is there, and he's like, listen, Venus, sometimes it happens, you know? (laughs) Sometimes you just got to get your D wet, and uh, you should forgive Saturn. And by D, I mean the directional pull of your gravitational force. Hey. Yes. (laughs) We mean Um, (laughs) D-force. That classic physical thing in physics, D-force. (laughs) D-force. Do you like that I'm not even trying? That I'm. That way, I mean, it works. It (laughs) It works. works. It works. I like that you told me a story. Um, I like stories. Mm Mm-hmm. That's not what the movie's about. The movie really? is about Interesting. Wow. an oil tycoon, Sir Robert King, who is murdered in cold blood. Sure wasn't Sir Robert, or was it Sir Robert uh, Murph? Murph? Olivier? Murph? It's not Sir Murph. Robert Murph. Sir Robert Murph. <laughs> Jared from the first episode in the series. Um, is murdered in cold blood, and he is besties, or was besties, with M, played by Dame Judi Dench. And Dame Judy Dench assigns James Bond to go and protect King's daughter, Electra. Then, unfortunately, an, ar- an anarchist named Renard, who, come to find out, was shot in the head by another agent who works with James Bond, which has now given him the ability to feel zero pain no matter what, um, has his eyes set on taking down uh, King's oil pipeline and also killing Electra in the process. While on the assignment, Bond suddenly um, becomes suspicious of Electra's motives uh, when she wants to move her pipeline. Is this played by Carmen Electra? It oh, is not. Wouldn't that have been just a delight? <laughs> Mistake. Uh, it's an actress I don't recognize, um, but we're getting to someone who will <laughs> <Is that> recognize. <laughs> um <laughs> With the help of his old adversary, Valentine Zarkovsky, wonder where he's from, and <laughs> and a physicist, Maine, weirdly enough, and a physicist, <laughs> Doctor Christmas Jones, played by Denise Richards, <laughs> Bond must work <laughs> against time to stop the terrorist plot to destroy the pipeline before it is too late. You want to hear another funny story, Denise Richards? So this is one of two movies, Bond movies, I've seen in a movie theater. This yes. and I saw this in a movie theater, too. Uh, Skyfall. Um, with you two and other friends, actually. Um, you and I did not see this movie together. No, we Skyfall. We were literally so I children. I yes. was older than you. I was 14. Um, and imagine me. Unlike four- me. Oh, my child. God. Imagine me, 14 years old, <laughs> in the movie theater with my father. And we've watched this movie, and it's it's fine. But we get to the end, and the, the final line 
said by James Bond after he has won the day and seduced uh, Dr. Christmas, Christmas Jones. Dr. Jones. Dr. Jones. Calling Dr. Dr. Jones. <laughs> Dr. Christmas Jones, pick up now. <laughs> um, after he seduced uh, Christmas Jones, they're lying in bed, and he says to her, the line, oh, funny, I thought Christmas only comes once a year. <laughs> oh, God. Now, just imagine me just trying to shrink. Oh, your face burned with adolescent so shame. So hard into my chair. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this was my this was my um, what was that song, the Sheena Easton song? Oh, for your eyes only. For your this is my for your eyes only. Just like uh, 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 didn't know where to look. Yep, it's rough. Yep, this is not a very good movie. No, but you know there there is something that is very good attached to it, and that is the music video. (laughs) Hold please, hold please. Richard stated that she liked the role because it was brainy, athletic, and had depth of character in contrast to Bond girls from previous decades. Continue. God, Grace Jones clambering (laughs) all over the outside of the Eiffel Tower. And then parachuting off of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Also, Denise Richards is now a real housewife. Um, There is something that's very good attached to this, um, which actually was made in Madison, Wisconsin, not that far from here. And that is the music video for this this song interesting have you guys do you guys have you seen the music video for this no i didn't oh my gosh i can't believe you don't just remember it it was got like (laughs) matt this is the first bond theme song that had like a big glossy i mean like think about the time frame right this is like yeah 1999 it's the end of mtv prime trl yeah and it was on trl like it was like huge it got massive play on mtv i remember this music video more than i remember the movie it's based on i might have remembered Hold on. I'm going to listen to it with the sound off. It's the one where Shirley Manson is uh, replaced with an android that looks like her, and then she blows up in Chicago's Globe Theater. Hmm. Oh. It's very, it's very, it was very expensive. It was very um, slick for its time. But can I ask a yes, question? Yes, go for it. Did it have a making the video? It did. <laughs> because. It did. Oh, shit. Oh, no, God. this is like one of the big. This is prime 90s. I don't yeah, know. it does. It has a making of. Absolutely, it does. Um, and that is why I've called this a video license to kill the radio star. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's beautiful. Magic. I feel bad because I didn't realize this was this was so much ever with one of this. I I gave it cigarette case that's actually a phoning it in because to me it sounded just kind of it just sounded very How generic to me. I'm so sorry. How dare you? Uh, and that's that's all I'll say. I've no. How dare you? No deeper commentary. I thought you were gonna save that for uh, some of the real dogs at the end of this list. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you that I don't remember the music video because I hope I don't sound ridiculous. Sorry to the song, <laughs> Kiki and the Oblivious. <laughs> I swear I've never heard this song before. How? How? I don't know. I just, I, like, I listened to it and I was just like, I don't know. Hmm. All right. Sorry. Well, if you don't give it to my, sorry to this don't man. Give it to my category, I, I think, yeah. You guys yeah, you are can have it. Crazy. Mary? Mary? <sighs> Thank Mary. you. Thank you. All right. Justice is restored in the world. All right. <laughs> Until. All right. Now we got Madonna with Die Another Day. Oh, wow. 
Now, this is a music video I remember. Really? <laughs> That's dumb. Yeah. It's, she's fencing with herself. Yep. Oh. Uh, and she's getting all tortured. Yep. And the reason for that is because she explained the song's meaning. It's about... Oh, good. Thank God. I, the song I wrote for the Bond film is about destroying your ego. It's a juxtap- It's juxtaposing the metaphor of, you know, the fight against the good and the bad. It's the set... It's set inside the whole universe of Bond. James Bond is in prison. He gets out of prison. It's like all Bond films. Someone is chasing him or he's chasing someone. And there's always a fight against good and evil. And I want to take it to another level, like kind of a metaphor for, like, you know, fighting myself. That's what the song's about. Wow. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, Madonna. This uh-huh. won a Golden Globe for Best Original Song. Get the hell out. And it, I mean, like, what else was out and that it year? also, uh, oh, no, I'm so sorry. This earned a nomination. So sorry. This earned a nomination. <laughs> you're, like, oh, you're like, no, this won an Oscar. <laughs> you're like, no. I remember, <laughs> I, this is actually, that's later on that I was like, what? Oh, wow. Um, no, so, sorry, let me start again. This is the distinction of both getting a nomination for a Golden Globe and a Golden Raspberry in the same year. (laughs) (laughs) It won neither of them. U2's The Hands That Built America from Gangs of New York won the Golden Globe. And Britney Spears' I'm Not a Girl, Not Yet a Woman from Crossroads won the Golden Raspberry. I would vote that those get flipped. I was going to say, like, that's, <laughs> history yeah. is a I fascinating thing. I don't remember a <laughs> thing about the hands that built America beyond the fact that it sounds real bad. But I do yep. know and reference I'm not a girl, I'm not a girl, not yet a woman, <laughs> not yet almost a woman. daily. <laughs> so I think history uh, supports Ms. I assume Spears. when you wake up in the... You wake up in the morning and Andrew's like, hello, good morning. You're like, not a girl. Not yet. You're like, oh, she's awake. <laughs> How you doing today? I'm still not a woman, but you know, I'm not a girl either. Um, I'm like, this is weird. It's been going on for a while. Elton, Elton John uh, publicly called this the worst James Bond theme ever written. <laughs> Which then this is because Madonna, like the thing about Madonna is, the thing about Madonna is that she's a great artist. Like yeah. number one, like no question. And misogyny is the reason that we think she's a total joke now. Like, Mm -hmm. as opposed to, like, Mick Jagger or any of the other aging, her contemporaries, right? Yeah, well, yeah. Not, I mean, they're older, but you know what I mean? Like, any other aging, iconic pop stars, like, the men are allowed to kind of just, like, fart around and Mm -hmm. look ridiculous, but we don't care. But Madonna, we're like, yes, I remember the opera. Yeah, right? (laughs) But, like, like, Madonna, we're like, ooh, her back of her hands are ugly, and now she wears gloves all the time, and it's horrible. Um, but so Elton John, I though I don't shade him for this. I think it's fair to call this one of the worst James Bond theme songs ever written. Yeah. But then Madonna yep. skipped the Golden Globe Awards because she was supposed to sit next to him because she didn't want to see him after he shaded her song. Oh. Is that horrible? That's rough. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's not horrible compared to like you know, Rona. <laughs> I mean, priorities have shifted a bit, I suppose. But, but sometimes Madonna's such an open wound, it makes me ache for her. Sigmund Freud. Sigmund Freud. I love the yeah, the name check Sigmund Freud is fascinating. That I mean, it really sells the whole like ego thing, right? <laughs> do, you, do you think she? So sorry. Do you think? Do you think she has an Oedipus complex? Uh, <laughs> swish, swish. High fives all around. 
high fives for me. <laughs> it's not a bad. It's uh, not a bad idea to write a song like this for a <laughs> Bond film. I will say, Die Another Day. I mean, maybe it's like the Death Drive. Maybe that's where like the Sigmund mm. Freud stuff comes in. <laughs> it's not a bad. Like, idea. This is a Pierce Brosnan. James, this, this is, is the, the last, last one. Yeah. One, I, I promise you, it's not introspective. Like, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. I feel like, especially like, if Man. I recall correctly, a lot of the uh, like people thought Goldeneye was pretty good, but basically all the other James Bond, uh, Pierce Brosnan movies were like homages in varying degrees to earlier James Bond movies. The only thing that this movie is remembered for is the fact that Halle Berry is the Bond girl and she does the homage coming out of yeah. the the you know surf mm. in the bikini. Well, she must have felt foolish when Daniel Craig did the homage in the next movie. With his tiny penis, <laughs> and I think I think the only one feeling foolish there is Daniel Craig, mm. but also good for him. Yeah. I loved that actually. Yeah. Um, categories. Uh, I called this a scuba to dinner coat, <laughs> and now for something completely different. <laughs> Definitely, we're going to Robo Bond. Robo Bond. I called this a Lazen B lister, but it actually might be. It's not. A, it's not phoning in. It's just. It's, it might be like a Lazen C lister. If such a thing made sense, wordplay wise, mm-hmm. um, it's terrible. Laz and B Lister. And that's being generous. There's one song you could, there's one place you could hear this song and it would make sense and you might even enjoy it. And that is a typo class. So it is a <laughs> Jim Rat Jock Jam. And I swear to God, if you, if you punt, kickboxed enough to this song, when you were at home using your bullet blender uh, to make a protein <laughs> shake, you would be like, die. Another day. Another day. In your head, you Sigmund Freud. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I think you got that one. Thank you. Yeah. It also gives Madonna like a little dignity, <laughs> just a teeny amount. Yep. Remember that time she she couldn't get that cape off oh. fast enough, and they pulled her ass oh. down. Oh my gosh! I can't <laughs> speak about dignity. I cannot believe she survived. To be <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm so surprised wild. that the headline wasn't like. Madonna, Madonna, Madonna imploded yeah. like a dying star on stage. <laughs> when, when, and the best part is her mic was on, so you hear. <laughs> oh, no. Which fair? I would have made oh, that yeah. sound too. I would have made it worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. You guys know my name, but Chris Cordell is <laughs> next. Soundgarden. I don't like this, though. I don't necessarily like Soundgarden. I, don't I also have... don't like this. I, I love it. No, that's there. It's, it's, <laughs> I don't like this. I love it. <laughs> it's, it's rough. I don't have as visceral of a reaction as you guys do, but it's like, it's not my favorite song in the world, but I mean, that is not a good Madonna song. I think this is a better Bond song than Madonna's that's, song. Yeah. It's definitely more emblematic. Um, I know what my issue with it. It has just the whiff of the butt about it. It's Samuel's buddy. It's butt rock. It's not good. And it's, it's, a, it's offensive to make a respected artist do this, especially, especially in 2006. Like, maybe this could be played in a mall... In like the early oddies, like 
kind of Creedish. Mm-hmm. But like this is like all this feels very musty and buddy, and I just don't like it. it this is the first uh, Daniel yeah. Craig. Book, yes, right. Yes. Okay. This is Casino Royale. They're like this will bring yeah, him in. Yeah, I don't. I honestly, I feel like I. I feel like I wish you had something clever to say. I'm just, I'm just really disappointed. All right, I got some facts. We can no, fill, fill with drop facts. Em. Fill with facts. <laughs> um, Blind them with knowledge. <laughs> FFF. Fill with FFF. Um, oh, FWFs. I don't know why I thought that was. Fill with facts. Fuh, 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 fuh. Fill with fun facts. Cornell um, says, I think you can guess. What would you guess? Take a wild flyer. What are the two influences on this song? Why did he write the song to sound like? Hmm. If you would guess a song by Tom Jones mixed with Paul McCartney... You'd be correct. Oh, oh, wow. That's what he said, which I don't really get, and it's sort of embarrassing. Although then he would go on. I don't know. I kind of get that. The Tom Jones part makes sense to me. Paul McCartney. I mean, it has a guitar. <laughs> yeah, it's like a little bit more upbeat, and that's yeah, about it. It's 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 rock, I suppose. It is music. Yes, and it was they recorded. Do, they do have that similarity there. I don't know why I'm giving him such the benefit of the doubt, but apparently yeah. I am. I don't know. Um, he, this is what he has to say about the lyrics. So the movie is titled Casino Royale, and it's not like... What they should have just done is they should have just had someone cover uh, Viva Las Vegas <laughs> and called it good. <laughs> but like, is, Viva Monte Carlo. <laughs> which, by the way, I love that song. No, it's, um, it's, it's great. Yeah. I love that song. It's like... Probably my favorite Elvis song. My soul gonna set my soul on fire. I also love the techno remix of it. Anyway, lyrically, Cornell says, it was really easy. It was the only book of Ian Fleming's uh, wrote that this vulnerability into the character, not yet this invincible super spy. On one hand, I was unlucky that I was given a film that had a really shitty title to write a song to. Welcome to the club. And I was, but he, and then he um, like, this just doesn't make sense. He says, not unlike Thunderball or Live and Let Die. Live and Let Die, I think, is actually kind of okay. It's one of the better, if not Titles. Best. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's a great song, but like, also the title's okay. Yeah. Um, no one, and then he goes on to say, no one wrote a song called Octopussy, but I think that was a mistake. They had a great opportunity I mean, and they squandered it. I do know, agree with I'm them. going with you on that one, Chris. I'm with you with you. Yeah. I'm, I'm on, I'm on with Chris. There yeah. is one part of this song I like. And that is the title sequence that they've put it to. Did you guys watch the title sequence for this? No. Yes. This is the only... So it's Mad Men E in that it's like... Uh, it's silhouettes and sometimes there are pictures, but it's silhouettes and the whole thing has sort of like um, the suits of cards are like the theme. Mm-hmm. And there's not a single naked lady silhouette to be seen. Oh. And it's the only one that mm-hmm. does that. And it's classy. I like it. Like, when I watch it, I'm like, this is still dated, as they all are. Mm-hmm. But, oh, yeah, yeah. But I like... Yeah. Sorry, I just pulled it yeah, up. Yeah, but it's really solid. Like, I like it. It's it's, it's graphic, and it's interesting. And I so I called it a video killed, <laughs> license to kill the radio star, because mm. it's the best. Okay, yeah. fair. In that way. I'm glass half full. Yeah. Glass half full. Uh, not to get repetitive, but this is another Laz and B lister for me, especially knowing that it was kind of an attempt to fuse Thunderball and Live and Let Die. I just like it didn't. Mm-hmm. It fell flat. I called this a white lady telling the story of black women's struggles, product of it. <laughs> 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 uh, 
sense I, the help, guys. I, I appreciate that. I do think that like this is not of its time. That's its problem, though. Like it's not even two thousand. It's like exists outside of time and not in a good way. That's flattering. You know. You're probably I'm, right about that because it's like a little swingy, it's but like it's kind of grungy, but it's rocky. not, and it's butt rock, but it's yeah. like past butt rock. It's whiff, weird. Whiff butt of rock. the butt. Yeah, it's like the, la- the end of butt rock. I think it's you, Andrew. Oh, oh wow. Well, yeah, I think it's you. <laughs> Andrew's like, Kelly's a shit. No, pick mine. <laughs> yeah, mm. mine is like grasping at straws, mm. but it's true. I still stand by it. But All right. <clears throat> Brace yourself. Oh, I'm braced. Another Way to Die by... Jack White and Alicia Keys, two artists that I generally like, doing <laughs> this. <laughs> this really highlights that this this list is really very much a bell curve. <laughs> like, there's a certain peak in the middle with, you know, Carly Simon and Paul McCartney and all those great songs. And then we landed on this, which I just can't get my head around in any way. To be fair, we don't have the benefit of time. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> ten, in uh, 20 years, 30 years, we're going to think, oh, God, it's been 30 years since the 80s, <laughs> uh, that... Uh, that this is going to be. I mean, amazing. I feel like we've already forgotten it happened. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the problem. Like, actually, no, I don't care. We're going right into my category. I've never heard this song before. <laughs> never, ever heard this song before. This list, not one time. I heard and this. You're a I fan saw of this Jack song. White. And I was like, I'm a fan of Jack White and Alicia Keys, and I was just like, who, who authorized this? <laughs> and I saw the, their name on the list, and I was like, that that must be just like a typo. <laughs> You know, it must have just somehow gotten, like, screwed up in there. And then I clicked at the link, and I listened to the song, and I went, what? I mean, I think this is I think this is a classic case of two great tastes that taste foul together. <laughs> and if yes. I really think about it, I'm like, that does, yeah, like, I don't know. This is peanut butter and waffles. Yeah, it yes. just doesn't, it's just not good. Um, this is the first and thus far last duet in the James Bond soundtrack <laughs> history. I mean, the thing that critics have decided is that it might be a song with some positive merits on an individual level um, but it is a really bad James Bond theme and I think that that's very fair yes. like it doesn't sound that's like a ja- it doesn't sound like a James Bond like the the only thing that a James Bond theme should sound like is smoothness that comes up to a sharp point and this is just like it's a saw yeah. like, <laughs> it's, there's nothing smooth about this for it being a duet, it's not it's not a very good one, you know? Like it's very disjointed and jerky, and that's not what James yeah. Bond is. Well, it's so weird because a duet would actually kind of make a ton of sense for Oh yeah, films, like right? romance and push pull and like having yeah. Yeah, like like especially now, like maybe that is a way that they could make a Bond movie actually mm. work is if a Bond girl was like equal to yeah. Bond. They're kind of doing that with money, uh, but yeah. 
But yeah, so I don't know. I just I'm I'm just floating in a sea of confusion. Like I like I fell out of the moonraker and I'm just drifting to the stars. I I, I just it just <laughs> it boggles my mind. I guess like for me and I'll transition to my category too here. Um, it just doesn't again. It doesn't feel like a James Bond song. It doesn't. It feels like maybe it is a theme to another spy movie, which is why why I went uh, with Patrick McGuffin. Just a refresher. That's a reference to Patrick McGowan, the other another spy actor from the '60s. Who? Uh, so yeah, it's sort of like about a different. It's like about a different spy, almost is what it feels like. But it's also kind of a shit song. So, but Patrick McGowan's great. Why do you think? Why do you think Jack White took this? Like he I mean, I think like on some level, I don't know if this is still the case, but I feel like at a certain point in time, this was probably the end of it. I think what happened was Casino Royale came out. Came out people were like, this is a fantastic movie. It's a, it's a real invention of this classic thing. Yeah. And it was probably something exciting to be a part of. And, and then two years then later. I never saw Quantum of Solace. I heard it was awful. Um, no. Skyfall was great. Spectre was a disaster. It starts with I've seen three James Bond movies in a theater. I saw Spectre with you, Mary, and it was terrible. It was very bad. Um, we'll get to that though in a minute. <laughs> we'll get to that in a minute. Um, the public reason is that uh, I, I think I know because I, I think I read this, but like um, Jack White's a fan of James Bond films. Classic Duran Duran situation, and it's, and it's flattering to be asked. And then the secret yeah. actual reason is money, <laughs> <laughs> money, because he's got to pay his bills. He's got to feed himself. He's got to. He's well, and this is a way that you can easily be like. Hey, I just love James Bond, and that's why I mm. did it. But also, get your song in a Coca Cola commercial and get that. <laughs> yeah, money. totally. Like it's like it's, uh, it's yeah. totally fine. Um, my category, but still be able to like you know have your cred. Yeah. Um, and I think that they were probably I think they didn't learn their lesson with the other one, and they were like, now we're making Bond an alter- Bond an alternative man, so we're gonna get alternative singers to do this. I don't know why they combined Jack White and Alicia Keys. I'm sure that they like were, in, were like into working with each other because they're yeah. both cool artists. Um, yeah, but they don't really go together, and that led to my category. No. This is why not both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, fair. And just to reiterate, mine was Kiki in the Oblivious. Yep. Mine was Patrick McGuffin. I hope I don't sound ridiculous. <laughs> Sorry to this song. <laughs> and I was Patrick McGuffin. Yes. Well, I, I talked to her about it earlier, so I thought I'd remind oh, yeah. everyone. I think yeah, Mary yeah, gets yeah, it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Two great tastes don't take great taste mm-hmm. great together. This is the end. I'm lying to you. It's not the end. <laughs> There's one more after this. <laughs> but this is Adele. The only other yep, the Adele. only that's sure is Adele. The only other song I can <laughs> think of it. that uh, 
that begins with a, this is the end, which is always my favorite way for a song to start, is uh, Frank Stallone's um, titular number for... Um, what? Is it not titular? It's not titular. No, because the, t- the title came from a Bee Gees song. Oh, that's right. What is the title? Staying Alive. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's for the, the uh, follow-up the sequel to Saturday Night Fever, which is Staying Alive, which is about what happens to John Travolta in the 80s and what happens to him is musical theater. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that is a wild... <laughs> if you like the take that sh- the kind of bizarro world that Showgirls takes you in, in what a show, what a Vegas show looks like, <laughs> your eyes will pop out of your sockets when you see what they think musical theater is. It's great. Um, I like Adele. Um, kind of. I mean, like, I think I like Adele herself more than I like her music. Yeah. But I... Agree. Although, but I understand that she is... Uh, very accomplished. Yeah. You know, I'm, like she's, she's she's a very good singer. I don't think that that's like a crazy thing to put out in the world. I appreciate that yes. she is a very talented singer, but this is not very good. <laughs> I think I, I don't I full disclosure. I don't particularly care for Adele's music. I'll just say it. it to me. It just it's it's something that's like very nice, but also very unmoving. Well, but, her stuff is very, very bleak usually yeah. yeah um well she's getting a divorce Ugh. so we got a new album I mean, that makes me sad for her oh no to be fair, this is a piv- this is clearly a pivot back to respectability following the jack white alicia keys disaster <laughs> yes you're 100 they right about that. handed like, this to oof. the safest pair of hands I, they could and i think she delivered on what they wanted i will say that like this this song does and that pivot back to sort of a respectable like ooh, more Trishling does fit the movie very well because that's the whole point of it is going sort of resetting back to like classic Bond tropes but also like Bond's had sex with men too because it's kind of woke and cool and Javier not Javier Bardem Javier Bardem mm-hmm. Javier Bardem has whacked out teeth because of cyanide that's all I remember really I remember liking it but yeah. I'm just going to keep riffing kind of awkwardly for like a bit because I don't really know uh, what to I'm say. I'm going to stop you right there. <laughs> okay, please do. <laughs> um, Adele, I'm going to make sure to tell everybody that at this point, uh, Barbara Broccolini has taken Broccolini. over. Broccoli. Broccoli. <laughs> uh, Broccoli has taken over as a producer, by the way. Um, uh, Cubby's daughter, one assumes? Yes. That's pretty great. It's the, le- the Broccolini. Uh, a little tiny broccoli. Adele broccoli. had this to say about the process. It was a lot of... It was. A lot of fun um, writing the song. Um, it's something I've never done before, which made it exciting. Uh, when we re- oh, okay, this when we recorded the strings, it was one of the mo- the proudest moments of my life. Oh, she then finishes up with this fun <laughs> thing, which is why I'm including it. I'll be. Wasn't she pregnant then? <laughs> yeah, I I'll be back. <laughs> I'll be back combing my hair when I'm sixty and telling people I was a Bond girl back in the day. I'm sure, which I think mm-hmm. is sweet. Cool. Um, then Paul Epworth, who I guess is uh, part of Adele's crew, and they write a lot of songs together. Like he wrote the ro- he helped write "Rolling in the Deep." Um, said the producers wanted a um, dramatic ballad, and they read the script and they were like, "Oh, we'll just we'll just make a funeral march." And I'm like, <laughs> "Yeah, that is basically what this yeah, sounds yeah, like." Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, like they wanted to go for something funereal but not final, and I think that they hit the nail on the head. Hmm. They certainly didn't. Yeah, I mean, I. 
feel the way about this song that I feel about most of these songs, which is just like, yeah, fine. Yeah, they whatever. didn't put the fun in funeral. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, stepped on. It's okay. Joke. It's okay. Yeah. Um, it must be admitted. What is a skyfall? It must be admitted <laughs> that the lyrics are patently absurd. <laughs> Let me read you some of them as soon as I get yes, them please. up. Uh, where do I want? Skyfall is where we start a thousand miles and poles apart, where worlds collide and days are dark. You may have my number, you may take my name, but you'll never have my heart. What does that mean? Um, cover the... I mean, she's gonna Cover the dope with some mope! (laughs) Cover it up. Make it sound respectable. But this is a ridiculous song. It's a song that doesn't make any sense. Cover the dope with some mope is my category. Fair. Yep. Uh, I called it, someone hand me a trowel. (laughs) Just laying it on thick. thick. Yep. Uh, I went with adults only contemporary. It's not so much adults only, but it is definitely aggressively adult contemporary music. That's true. It's not sexy. There's it's not sexy there's not a, a bit this is of sex in the least song. Sexy James Bond theme song. Yeah. Eh, it well. doesn't even acknowledge the concept of sex. Yeah. I don't think it's the least sexy cuz I think Adele has kind of a sexy voice. Mm, but, true. True, true, true. Um I mean, Die Another Day name checks uh, Sigmund Freud, which is hot. <laughs> yeah. Um sometimes a cigar is just a cigar. Uh I'm going to stump for mine. I think that's fair. I was going to stump oh, for God. mine. Whoa, Andrew, you got to be tiebreaker. Uh, what was yours again, Mary? Cover the dope with some mope. And yours is trowel it on? Trowel it on. <laughs> Someone hand me a trowel. Trowel it on. Trowels and tribulations. I'm going to give this one to Mary because it was a funeral <laughs> march explicitly. So it was like a fun funeral march or a bouncier funeral march. But if you have a trowel, you can bear, you can gr- dig somebody no. a grave. Really poorly. <laughs> Kelly, how many graves what have you... What kind of budget <laughs> funeral are you having? Uh, you know what? You're, bu- you're digging a shallow know. grave with, uh, with Gladys Knight. I'm digging a shallow grave with Gladys Knight. <laughs> she did not... We're going to have a great time and we're going to use some lie. Leave us <laughs> she did not go easily into that night. You've got a lie since to kill. That's not even a joke. What am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. All right. Now, this is actually the end. I know oh. Billie Eilish wrote a song to come out, but the movie's not out yet, I so we're not doing it. We are ending with "Writing on Writings on the Wall" by Sam Smith. Um, I don't like that song. Oh, my skin is... <laughs> uh, Sam no, Smith's voice, not I'm, not, I'm not familiar with their work, but like it makes my skin crawl. It's just like, oh, it's too much. It's it, I feel... Do you know what the song is about? Uh, James Bond. That's uh, really funny what the Go- song is ghosts. about. <laughs> um, it is a callback... <laughs> to um, the Old Testament book of Daniel, <laughs> chapter 5. Hello. <laughs> sure. Where, as you do, Daniel Craig, get it around. Uh, I'm going to take a big old <laughs> swing at this king's name. King Belzar is informed of the forthcoming disru- disru- 
destruction of Babylon um, through the appearance of a man's writing on a palace wall. What that has to do with James Bond, I have no I, idea. I can only imagine that in the Bible, that writing on the wall says, maybe stop making James Bond movies? <laughs> um, Signed, Jesus. Stop. <laughs> this song won. Jesus wasn't born in the Old Testament. Oh, whatever. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That's the whole deal. It's where it separates. Oh, God. It's so don't, complicated. Don't worry about it. Uh, this won a gold... Do worry about this. This won a Golden <laughs> Globe Award for Best Original Song and an Oscar for Ooh. Best Song. Sorry, I got a little bit sick in the back of my throat Ooh. there. Hey, that's horrible. This is... I'm going to make you feel better about that fact right good. now. Good, good, good. Sam Smith in their acceptance speech said... I read an article a few months ago uh, by Sir Ian McKellen, and he said that no openly gay man has ever won an Oscar. And if that's the case, even if it isn't the case, I want to dedicate this to the LGBT community all around the world. I stand here tonight as a proud gay man. Now, obviously, Sam Smith goes by they them but at the time, I guess, no. Uh, I hope that they can all stand together as equals one day. Unfortunately, Sam Smith is wrong. Well, um, Ian McKellen' uh, remark was only about the best actor category because there have been many openly gay winners of other categories, um, especially for best song, uh, notably Elton John. Have you heard of him? For Can You Feel the Love Tonight from Lion King? Have you heard of that? The horniest Disney song? Yeah. Who is that? And also, that is truly, and also Melissa Etheridge um, for I Need to Wake Up from the Inconvenient Truth. Isn't that, is, is there anything more 2007 than that idea? <laughs> no. No, there's oh, not. Man. And we didn't do a thing with it. But I did <laughs> I did just find this this great factoid, which is that they wrote and recorded a demo in under a half hour. <laughs> um, Makes like, sense. Makes yeah. sense. Makes I guess sense. I haven't I haven't heard the Billie Eilish song yet, but I guess are we just doing dirges now for James Bond movies? Is this the death march Apparently. for James Bond? Oh my god. And they used that demo. That's the final recording. Shut up. <laughs> Everything makes sense now. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, anywho, so every sorry. Yeah, we're just doing funeral songs now. <laughs> Everything uh, makes sense now. Yeah. Simon Le Bon is crying single silent tear along his face. That's actually a nice lead into my category. Perfect. Which is it's the it's the second parter to a new model, except it's it's about the the twist of time. So before we had Slinky um, fun songs for James Bond when he was very un-PC. <laughs> and now that we are attempting to um, give him some respectability, um, it's just gotten real sad <laughs> up in here. And so it's a new model, trade seedy for needy. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Love it. Don't know why we're trying uh, yeah. anymore. Well, I am proud of the fact that I, I've ended this one with adults-only contemporary. Again, it's just adult contemporary. What's funny about that is both these lists have ended. Both the last items, both of the last two items on both of these lists have been adults-only contemporary. Uh -huh. High five me. <laughs> High five you. Uh, I call this Bean, Mr. Bean. <laughs> that is pretty great. I do think it goes to Mary, though. Because this is not no, a Bond no, song. No, no. It's just it's just it's sad. Fun. But Mary obviously gets Congratulations. it. Congratulations. Thank you, thank you. All right, guys. This is the end. Actually. This is the end. For realsies this we time. We actually did it. Boom! Boom. Woo! Yeah. Boom. Boom. Like just like bomb. Just like James Bond's gun. <laughs> it, <laughs> We're all at a gun guess, site. Guess, last one. End. The end. <laughs>
<laughs> Snuck one in. <sighs> and then James Bond would come in and be like, make a butt joke about the end. <laughs> oh, that's your end, darling. Um, <laughs> as he commented on a woman's butt and probably killed her. Oh, God. Yep. Yep. Hmm. Well, thank you, as always, for tuning into our our show <laughs> we appreciate it and we appreciate you uh, thanks for tuning into our feature film <laughs> dorks in a two-parter um, please continue to listen to us on your podcast platform of choice tell your friends tell your family give us a rating and if you have the time a review um, all you all got is time. time all you got is time you know the it, next James Bond film <laughs> <laughs> the next Yvonne movie, All You Got Is Time. All You Got Is Time. Um, All You Got Is Time. So thank you again. Um, have a great time. Stay safe, stay clean, stay inside. Stay clean. Goodbye. Ah! <laughs> Just...